G'day, I'm Sean. And I'm Jack, and welcome back once again in the sack. For our, are we on our sixth episode now? I've lost track. I lost track. I'm just holding on for dear life. See how we go. <laughs> the roller coaster keeps on spinning. It's like we haven't got off yet. We're still just running through it. Roller coaster, hamster wheel, whatever euphemism you want to use, we're doing it. <laughs> Look, um, I've got a little bit of an uncouth setup today, as you can probably see. So sorry if my audio is a little bit weird. I did a thing today. Did ya? So um, I had to fly up to the Gold Coast. Me and Courtney went away to Tasmania, right? Yeah. As you do. Beautiful holiday. And then came up to the Gold Coast straight afterwards to see her parents. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't booked my Gold Coast to Sydney flight back yet. Okay. So yesterday, I booked my flight. Good boy. Booking your flight. Get through it, Jack. Booked it. No worries. Pack my bags. Courtney drives me to the airport. I get to the airport and my flight's not coming up on the, you know, the new screens where you check in. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I walk over to the um, lovely ladies from Virgin who... Tried to help me out, which they did in the end. But turns out I booked my flight for a month's time. Uh-huh. Not this month. <laughs> you got it's thirty days. Has September, April, June, and You got to got to learn the rhyme, bro. <laughs> oh, I did not get that one good. Like I just got absolutely. I've stitched myself up. Yeah, because the so, last time I, last time I spoke to you, you were en route to the airport. Correct. Yeah, 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 we had a phone call when I was quite literally driving to the airport to get back. So mm-hmm. I have absolutely duffed that one up. But here we are. Now it's, I'm recording in whatever I had available. Listen, man, we're, we're, we're men of honesty and integrity. So to our people and to me now, you can confess if you just want to spend a bit more time with Courtney, I won't hold it against you. We won't even tell you work. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a happy surprise. It's a happy surprise. That. Subliminally, you fucked up on purpose. So I definitely made a mistake. Am I mad about it? Probably not that much. <laughs> Silver lining. Silver lining straight Silver away. Silver lining right there. Extra night with the beautiful girl and I just get to sit back and relax. And Had she gone? How far gone was she? Did No, we were both in the airport. She actually walked me in. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's when you know it's a keeper. Savoring every last moment. We already knew she yeah. was a keeper, but she's, she's kicking goals still. She's still kicking goals. Huge, right? <laughs> yep. Absolutely huge. So I tell you what, I was flabbergasted that- not only did she agree to come into the airport, but then we were like, you know, a little bit like, oh, we're having that moment where it's like, oh, I'm going to miss you. It's sad you're getting on a plane. And then her face went from solemn to absolutely ecstatic in <laughs> seconds of her hearing about me screwing up this flight detail. <laughs> like, I'm yep. telling you, she went from like, Oh, to ear to ear grin means the shortest time period I have yeah. ever seen. So when's the when, just, when, when's the uh, when's the return? Have you had any logistics around what you're yeah, going to have so to do? So I spoke to the lovely ladies at Virgin. They ended mm-hmm. up just getting me on a flight tomorrow evening. Uh-huh. Um, they changed. They moved it back. Yeah. I mean, the service incredible. So, thanks, Virgin. This, this is not out. even sponsored. We're, we're not sponsored by Virgin. <laughs> Don't be silly. But to tell you what, service mint. Yeah, we wouldn't be, uh, we, you know, we, it wouldn't be nominative determinism if we were sponsored by Virgin, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, look, um, Sean, we are coming up to the beautiful month of November. Oh, yeah. But oh, yep. it is not just November, is it? No, not to us. Not to us. Not to us. Not to, not us. to, not to a very large proportion of the Australian yeah. uh, community. Maybe, yeah. Are they global? I couldn't tell you. That could be something that we Google before this airs and we can just like find out little fun <laughs> facts. Like they go edited in, you know, cover all bases. 
Cover um, all bases. But yes, very, very please. Very close to our heart, very close to me, very close to you. The 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 work and foundation of um, the Movember campaign is something that you and I have done for. Um, we've done separately. And together for we've done it together. Yeah, we're on a team uh, two, years, two years ago, I believe. Yeah. I, I believe independently. I've I know I've done it since high school, which is way too many years ago. Yep, I was class, I was class of 07. If I you know <laughs> if you want to do the math on that and find out how old I am, that's fine. But um, <laughs> do I, it at your own discretion. Do, do, do it at your own discretion. <laughs> but I can tell you um, at that time, and my mum will attest to this, and so will uh, the lovely Dean Bacola. I shaved on day twenty eight. And nobody, oh. and nobody noticed. <laughs> no, not one person noticed. I didn't get facial hair till maybe second, third year of college. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how like, but oh, now you have a luscious beard. I don't have. I, I, it's very patchy. Why not it's, be a very luscious mustache? I should yeah, say. Yeah, thank you. I can grow a stash. I think uh, you know. Like I said, my, I think I mentioned on the previous episode, like the yeah. genetic predisposition is what it is. Can't grow a beard, can grow a stash, and I'm so happy for <laughs> it, especially in the month of November. Oh, absolutely! It's the only month that. So, although, and I will say this, we sort of touched on this on last episode with Courtney, mm. the stashes are in fashion. Yeah, they are in vogue. But it's one of those things that it's a conversation starter. And if, if you get people talking about, oh, are you supporting Movember or are you not? Who cares whether they do yeah. it because they are. And if that conversation's out and around, and even if people you know, aren't and say they are, regardless of their intentions, it's still a great conversation to be had. And like I support anyone that, you know, can or can't grow the stash that gives it a nudge, you know, puts the aesthetics to the side for the one month a year and gives it a, gives it a good nudge. Actually, I have a question for you, and I'd like to know, we'll know what our what our viewers yeah, yeah. or responder or our team thinks. So I think I think we had this scheduled a bit later on, but it is a Movember question if you'll allow me to do it. I'm uh, I'm all ears. I'm hearing it. I'm ready for you. So give you a bit of background. Okay. As we've said, I can't grow a beard and I can kind of grow a stash. Right. Yeah, you can think about it's quite. Let, let's not mm-hmm. let's not sell the stash short. That on thing's the, got some. You on know, the on the twelfth on the twelfth of this month, I have an mm. event that's important to me, uh, which includes photos. Right. Okay. And it's, and it's an event. It's, it's an event that's important to me that, that includes photos that will be with me um, for my career as I as I see it. Um, okay. Hopefully for a, an illustrious long time, these photos will be there. So my question is. I see where you're going with this. The artists of November, I've always done it and I've always given a lot of guff to people that start growing yeah. beforehand. I like to shave on, you know, the purists, the November yeah, the, purists. Yeah. On the, the day before the first, you shave. That's yeah. what I've always so done. I'm, yeah. I'm always shaving, clean shaving for the first and I give it a crack for the month. Yeah. Knowing full well that by the 12th, at very best, it will be a seedy, seedy mo. <laughs> right? So what events, if any, or if just in general terms, is it okay to start growing your mo? If you're supporting the cause and you're doing everything right, but you give yourself a week, say you start growing on the 25th, say you start growing on the 27th, are you yeah. a purist? Do you hold true to those Movember, mm. you know, or is there an event important enough for you to allow discretion into just growing out that solid Fu Manchu a bit early? I understand. I think it is definitely a grey area, and I think maybe it's not sticking to the full purity of it yep but given the scenario and given the fact that you are going to let's say bedazzle mm-hmm. your uh your mustache your mustache, upper yeah. lip rug i'll allow it you'll allow, I'll it. allow it because allow you have that you have that the 12 days is not enough time to get that styling in. oh not at all 
not. And, I, and, and you know, and, and, the, and the stash would be good to be in there. It, it seems important to me. I'm not taking it off. Once it's, once it's underway, it's underway, you know, in, in the month of November, that is. Right. But I'm just wondering if I can, because uh, I have given a lot of guff, especially to um, uh, well, my to be brother in law, uh, Rodri Lewis. Yes. He has grown it early. Um, and this is the Oof. first shout out, maybe the last shout out. I'll, I'll give him for, nah, I'll give him plenty more shout outs. But like, <laughs> I gave him so much guff for having that inertia given the 1st of November. And now I'm in a different predicament and I'm questioning my, you know, where my grain But you know what? You are a purist at heart. Oh, yeah, for sure. You are a purist at heart. And I I feel that. But you've been thrown a curveball. I have. I have. Like those dates. You didn't choose those dates. I didn't. I didn't. Who chooses that date for a photo shoot? We can just put this down to the organisers of said photo shoot. Yeah. It's definitely a, a late month. It, November is renowned for the delicious. Oh, yeah, but you know, one of those things. Very, very, very entertaining. I, I was curious to see where you lay uh, on that, and maybe we can put a link on that podcast to see if it's okay. What do the viewers think? Is it okay to grow see your? See what people out? think. I want to know. I want to know. What, I want to know what people think. Get some interaction. This is the people's podcast. I know, and I'm so intrigued that you know that there there would be a line of. I'm so on the fence about it, even mm-hmm. just talking about it now, because I'm like, oh, it's just not pure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if and the reason we do do Movember, for those that don't know that those are listening in, is it's in support of mental health, mental. specifically towards male, uh, male suicide male, prevention uh, and male mental health. Yeah, male mental health and prostate cancer is the yeah. is, is the scope of it, and uh, maybe we'll put some some more information on a link that people can have a have a look into, and if they if they're curious as to what are the, what are the backgrounds into Movember and the motivations behind it, I'd be really cool to just like we have no affiliation with them, but just to you know, so if, if people are interested, they can uh, they can have a look and have a bit of a read into it. Absolutely, and it's and it's a remarkable cause. Uh, mm. It really is, you know, like. They've done some great stuff, and I think, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, they are the highest earning charity for any month of the year for their given cause. So they're doing a fantastic job. Legends. Absolute yeah. legends. I might need to fact check that, but yeah. it's definitely, um, I definitely did read a few articles about it in previous years. Yeah, lovely. So, Sean, mm-hmm. on a more lighter note, you know, although we are still absolutely all here for the Movember cause, we also want to make people's days better because a smile brings so much joy to anyone. Bit of a giggle. There's a power in smiles. Yep. Bit of a giggle. Back to the giggle word. Tell you what, it, the giggle word throws me. (laughs) But what I will say is that with my platform that I've been given, I decided to reach out, scope the field. Because, you know, a few episodes back, we played a little bit of a P rank on Mother Bear. Oh, on Madre, yep. Uh, of which you were the sole proprietor of telling me to call my mother if I am of correct memory, which oh, I know right. I always am. Yeah, your 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 memory is on on video, so we could, we could probably just we should probably just cut the tape about that one again. <laughs> but on another note, with that, I basically asked people what was some funny pranks they've done. And I have got some responses with a couple of crackers. And I want to I want to present them to you and I want you to fire back at me which one you think was the best. Yep. And then after you tell me which one's the best, I want to know if you can top it. If I- Any prank you've pulled that you can top this. Okay, all right, hit me. All right. So there's a couple of great ones and there were some from some amazing female listeners, actually, mostly. 
So there's this one from Rach Parks, who, lovely lady, has decided to prank her boyfriend in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, do you remember when you were younger and you went to a cinema on a date and there was this subliminal thing where it was like, oh, you know, men always get sexual favours in the cinema. <laughs> right? Lucky men. Yeah, I know. It never happened to me, but, oh, well, yeah. but Rach has decided to absolutely play on this. You know, right before a movie starts, it all goes dark yeah. um, just after the ads finish and then the movie starts up and yeah. it's quiet. It's dead quiet. Yeah. I mean, you can There's hear the moment. penny drop. You can hear the mouse run past. It doesn't yeah. matter. So, Rach writes in, at the cinema, when the previews ended, there was a quiet period before the movie started. I turned to the boyfriend and yelled, no, I will not give you a blowjob. Then I hid under the seat. <laughs> movie started and the lights are obviously a lot more dim. He was the only one sitting in that seat with everyone looking at him. <laughs> I just need context. What, what, what was the movie? Finding Nemo? Something extremely G-rated? I, I really hope it was. Yeah. Toy Story 2. <laughs> imagine. Imagine if it was like something just so pure and yep. she's just pulling this kind of prank. I would like to think so. Oh, I mean, surely. kind of not as good if they've gone to like a Fifty Shades of Grey movie or something like that. But if they've gone to... You know, they've gone to see the newest Harry Potter. Out of context. Teeny Boppers, Twilight. Twilight, great. Great. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were at a Twilight movie. Yeah. Who knows? Look, a few more have come in um, with some honourable mentions. Personally, I think that one's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, Rach, love your work. Rach, unreal. Like, seriously, funny stuff. You know, there's there's a few basic ones that people do on day to day. You know, I've got Mm -hmm. a a couple in taking batteries out of remote controls for TVs. They're classics. They're good. But what I'm looking for here are the ones that pop, that stand out. Bit now, another one, this one was a good one. And it seems classic, but it's the fact that it worked mm-hmm. that got me. Set my ex's clock hours ahead so that it, when his alarm went off, he turned up to work three hours early. <laughs> and you just know he's a tradie of some descript or something because yeah. he's not checking actual times when he wakes up he's just no. like oh i'm up like he's not checking anything he's jumping straight in that you and driving to work love it love <laughs> it's it it's oh. black anyway it's all gonna be dark uh, i know it's gold is it it's we, so gold referred to as the x i wonder if that was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> <laughs> um this prank gets better so this has happened multiple times yeah right? and there was a notice that he would get up in an absolute flurry mm-hmm. when he thought he was late for work. So to extenuate onto this prank, there was <laughs> I put cling film on the door frame oh. and he sprinted into it as he tried <laughs> to run to the bathroom to have a shower. <laughs> I've seen that so many times, I've never seen it executed in real life, but gosh, it sounds funny. I I have. And I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe get in trouble with this one. Uh, you know the cling film on the, you know the cling film on the toilet. Yeah. Classic, right? Absolute classic. Of course, classic of a prank. The splashback. Well, You've never had more splashback than that. I haven't thought about this moment in over. T- oh, we were at under 14s nationals um, playing oh, wow. basketball over playing ten ball. years. Now. Oh yeah, well over ten <laughs> playing, playing basketball and um, getting close to a double decade there. <laughs> yeah, and we we're, we're coming back. And um, there's a there's a kid, and I'm I'm gonna get, I'm gonna pin this to him because I know it was his dad that got pinged, 
And um, I can't remember if he was the one that put the – I can't remember. We were in the plane. Right. We're in the plane on the way back from Alice Springs. This was they, in a plane. You put Glad Rap over the toilet seat, and his old mate, <gasps> right, was the guy that came back and copped it. And all you, this big burly New Zealand bloke going, oh fuck, you know, <laughs> knew exactly. <laughs> okay, firstly, who brings cling wrap onto a plane? This kid. That's what I want to know. I don't. I can only imagine him growing up to be one hell of a human, because um, he, he, <laughs> he was a he was a great. Great kid when we were kids. Um, his yeah. name is Josh Black. Hey, Josh, if you're listening, miss your buddy. Haven't spoke to you in like two decades, but that <laughs> prank. And if you, if you, if you, if you sticks can, with you. If you can identify if you were the guy that did it or if someone else might have done it. I, knew, I know there was some other people like privy to that moment. Um, yep. But, yeah, a bit of clarification would be, would be great to see if, um, if, if Chaz copped it on your account or someone else. I'll tell you one of the best ones, and this is a form of prank. The best form of prank has to be the ones where you're not 100% sure who the culprit of the prank was. Oh, amazing. Yep. Like the the silent heroes of this world that come on through and just perform absolute beauty. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the fake hair, fake hair prank that my little sister used to do? No. The genius evil of my little sister, who's a, who's a saint now. She's grown up to be a good human. But her and a friend, <laughs> she used to do it on trains and public trains. But at one point in her life, not so much. <laughs> oh, every, everyone's got a little bit of evil humor to them. And this is a visual joke, so I'm just not going to go too well on um, podcast, but I'll be as distributive as I can. Viv would sit in public places. Like I said, great woman, well-established. Statue of limitations is over, so I don't mind telling this story. But Viv would, <laughs> Viv would pretend when she was on the train. I remember specifically on the way to um, – uh, on the ski tube, on the ski tube. Yeah, when we're going, yeah, sitting, you, you, you as we go sit, to Perisher, you often, jump on the ski tube to get up to the snow, yeah. Often sit next to strangers and then <clears throat> she'd cough and then pretend to pull a fake hair out in, in, in quite hilarious detail using two hands like, as if it was quite a long hair and then be so mortified by it, there's no hair there. And then she'd turn around and sprinkle where the hair would be onto the person next to her and watch them go berserk. <sighs> This is graphic. It was hilarious because there's no hair and there's no there's no harm, no foul. And she was doing it purely for the reaction. And it is just <sighs> evil genius. Like, I would react horribly to that. If I thought that was happening to me, I'd be like, oh, oh. I mean, hey, that's a bygone era. In the days of COVID, in the days of COVID, that's a biohazard. You can't do that anymore. That joke. No, no, that, no. People that joke is very angry. Stay in the sun. But it is yeah. also hilarious. Well, isn't that interesting? Like the, the ideas of... Pranks back in the day, and let's, mm. let's use back in the day in strict quotation marks here because yep. who really knows how long ago back in the day is. But, gosh, I, I hear things that my stepfather Brian tells me and he he did some stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's all school. Like him and his mates at school used to at lunchtime go around and pull these things off trees. He, he was a Bathurst boy growing up, which mm-hmm. for any internationalists is in central New South Wales. Very country, very boisterous, very farm. Yep. Farmland sort of area. As close as we get to rednecks. Yeah, yeah. And he would pull, they would all pull these little things um, off a tree, which were like little, I guess, seeds, you'd call them. Mm-hmm. And they'd peg them at each other. Yep. And, ascent- and they'd call them bum stingers. And they had some form of game where essentially you just had to pull your pants down and everyone got to throw a bum stinger at you if you lost some sort of bet. Yep. And that was that was their lunch times. Why not? Gone are the days where you could cause or inflict violence yeah. at the lunchtime school playground. Oh my lordy dordy. Now Sean, we've had our fun for today and 
we've hit some cheery topics, mm-hmm. but going back to what we said at the start of this podcast, this podcast is dedicated to and about assisting people and specifically through the month of November, supporting the charity of Movember, which aims to help people with prostate cancer and male depression. Mm. And I think it's been a long time coming for me and I would actually like to open up to you, mm-hmm. um, which we've obviously talked about some things in the past and I'd love to open up to you about my story. Okay. Because I think that opening a conversation up is a very healthy thing. Yep. And especially with, you know, there's a, a common pattern with males that talking isn't a big thing. Yep. Right? And that's, it's a concerning topic for a lot of people. You know, there are some phenomenal charities, even in Wollongong, there's the um, Talk To Me Bro, who are now Australia-wide, doing phenomenally, run by um, one of my mates, who's actually also called Jack, who's quite literally just doing some amazing work um, with the idea of that one's more based on male suicide prevention and that a conversation can go a long way. But I think the conversation itself needs to be normalized. So I thought... What better way for me to try and normalize it than chat about it? Yep. Right? Now, for those that don't know, and we've discussed this a few times, but like on a basis level, but I'm going to give you a good rundown today. Okay. So, my father, uh, my biological father, passed away when I was three years old, two or three years old, much before the age of reason, via suicide. Now, this is... You know, I guess a taboo topic for a lot of people, but it's important for people to know and resonate with. Yep. Now, that was during the age where you could say these things were... You could say male suicide was popular. Think um, think the likes of the lead singer of In Excess, Michael Hutchinson. Michael Hutchinson. Um, you know, there was quite a few others. I'm not going to say their name. Kirk Cobain. Yeah, Kirk Cobain is pretty much in the exact same era as well. It was very on topic and very on trend. And I guess, you know, when you get these big stars that do big things like that and it is over-publicized, it probably becomes a little bit more normalized Mm. because, you know, if he can do it, why can't I? Mm. So that is my, on a brief scale, introduction to mental health and introduction as to what that includes and what that incorporates. And for a long time of my life, I know that, even my family, although there's been a lot of discussion as I got older, I think that it, there wasn't enough discussion when I was younger. Yeah. And that's because, not because of their own fault, but because no one knows how to do it. Yeah. No one knows how to have that talk about saying, speak up if you're not feeling too great. Yeah. Speak up, have a conversation with your friends and family. And that's what I've really tried to create, at least with myself, in different levels of mental health struggles I've had Mm. you know um, I've been diagnosed with what's called GAD generalized anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. Uh, on meds for it have been for some time yep live with it is what it is and it also sort of comes back to that idea of I've created a support network around myself I know I've got my mates I've got you I've got another great friend Jad Prescott I've got Ross and I've also got my family and I've built that network around me to help me through when I am struggling. Yeah. Because everyone does, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you can attest to this. Like, everyone's had a period in their life when they're going to struggle through something. Yeah. And people are going to be in the dumps. People are going to be blue. But it's really important that we reflect that it's actually quite normal. 
Mm. It's actually very real. And everyone, even just a nobody like myself, has experienced this, you know, and it is a normalized thing. And it shouldn't be this taboo topic to talk about. Yeah. And that's why I'm just opening up about it because I just want to, it should just be open conversation. Yeah. Firstly, man, this is, I, I, I never knew that. And I just want to say. Yeah, you wouldn't have known the first part. That's why I'm opening up to you about it. I just want, I, I just want to say, I'm, one, I'm super, super proud of you for, you know, the courage yeah. it takes to have these conversations. Super proud of our friendship and the fact that, you know, you put me in that, in a, in a sanctum of people that you can talk to about that. And, um, you know, I don't yeah. take that lightheartedly. I, I know that, you know, we have a platform to have these discussions, but, you know, on a personal level, I do really appreciate um, the, the friendship yeah, we have you. and the openness and, and candor I know of, of recent times, especially that, you know, I've been able to call you and I'm frustrated or and down about it. And I think what's probably important for people to know is someone like you, you come across, mm. you know, if the average punter was to give three words to describe you, it would be confident, enthusiastic, capable, right? None of these things would that resonate with, with times of trauma and times of hardship because you are who you are as a person and you are quite a positive energy to those people around you. And it just goes, it kind of goes to show that everyone has their own challenges and everyone has their own journey that they're on and different processes that they're engaged in. But um, there is unbelievable amounts of power in a conversation. There's unbelievable there amounts is. of power in a genuine friendship, a beer, a coffee, you know, saying good day to you, mate. Never, never count that out what you bring to people and never count out, you know, the positivity that you can instill on someone's life to make a change that's genuine and it's never underappreciated when it comes from a genuine place. You know? Absolutely. And it's it that's the thing. It's so it's as easy as a hey, do you want to catch up? Yeah. Checking in with your friends, checking in with your mates, whatever. Mm-hmm. But also not being taboo about talking about things that are wrong. Yeah. You know, like, oh shit, this a family member of mine has died and I'm not doing too well. Yeah. But also you're, if that's the conversation. Your, your ability to seamlessly transition into, oh, I got GAD and I've been medicated and it's great. I don't think that that option was available to a generation above it. And it's through courage of people like mm. you um, and through the courage of these conversations that seeking help should not be taboo. You know, you no. should never have to be too manly. Oh, just sweep it under the rug and not care about it. You, you know, it takes courage to accept and pursue the help that you need sometimes. And it's hard mm-hmm. when you're fighting against your own head, you know? Yeah. It's your thoughts like this. It's your inner, you know, we have a negative yeah. bias. And I love multiple times I've heard of, like I said, I've mentioned before, Dr. Aria and a few people close to me that I really appreciated. Yeah. Understanding the negative bias. Our brain is yeah. wired to think negatively. Why? Because Absolutely. When, when we see the grass moving, we don't think how beautiful is the wind. We think something's there. Something's there to hurt yeah. us, right? And if we yeah. didn't think that way back when we were monkeys, we got eaten by the lion. We got eaten by the tiger. And our brain creates these fears and our, great, our brain creates these anxieties and it doesn't, in the conceptual age, we still haven't developed that far past the negative bias being interpreted by our brain and we often associate, you know, negative bias to events in our day and trying to have, um, you know. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to have, you know, 101 people out there that could explain it better than I can. I can't wait to have that conversation with someone that is, you know, well-versed in these things like, like Aria, we said, and like the um, uh, yeah. you know, psychologists that we can get on in our group of like family and friends. But understanding that your thoughts don't define you and you can have a positive relationship 
with negative thoughts. You can have a positive yes. relationship with the way that your brain works and it not define you. It's such an recognize bit of knowledge. Today. Recognizing those negative thoughts as negative thoughts can yeah. be very empowering. You know, and we're going to have those negative thoughts, but it's the relationship yeah. you have with them, you know, and the processes you have in mind. And that's something that I've learned over time. That's something that I don't think I would ever need to you know, feel bad about getting that 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 help to to understand and that learning that that, that yeah. came with knowing my own self. And I think that's because people like you and people like me associate around. We have we have such a wonderful network yeah. of family and friends, and we're we're very lucky. I don't want to use the word blessed, but you know, I can't really think of another adjective right now of the people that are around yeah. us. We are extremely fortunate. And um, if anything, I just you know, for those conversations and the, the friends of mine, I like to think people think of me in that way at least you know those close to me that they can have a chat and they mm. could go to me about anything and i wouldn't dismiss it and i wouldn't sweep it under the rug because i am so open and honest about my own mental health journey um yeah and accepting of people that are on theirs and recognizing that sometimes i can't be empathetic i can be sympathetic mm. i can't you know put myself in right. your shoes i can't be I, put, I can't put myself in your shoes but shit i can listen to you talk to me about it yeah you know? And I can be there for you when you need to be logical when you're irrational. Be sad when it's that part of the process. Be frustrated yep. when things are frustrating. But never feel bad about, you know, engaging in every step of the process when you have, you know, have your own peaks and troughs of your mental mental health, but also just, you know, your your ability to combat, you know, the trauma and the things that life throws at you, you know, and keep moving forward. Absolutely. And I think it's really important for for people to know that even though these times in your life do arise, uh, specifically here in Australia, and you know I, I'm not well versed in the overseas mm. um, healthcare system, so I won't speak to those. But here in Australia, we do have quite a phenomenal availability of uh, resources yep. to be able to assist people that are struggling, as well as on top of that, a lot of charities that help out. And I believe yep. Beyond Blue is one of those. For sure, um, they got a call on. Yeah. You're struggling, you call up and there is someone there that is trained and ready to talk to you. And it's not like you're failing by reaching out to one of these people. You're actually giving yourself a chance. And sometimes even just picking up the phone and making that call is enough for your head to say, oh, I'm actually trying to yeah. to make myself a little bit better, to feel a little bit better. Yeah. Sometimes when you're caught in those negative ruts, you, you need a kickstart, something to get you out. Yeah. And it needs to come from yourself, but it doesn't mean that you can't reach out for help for that. Yeah. You know, to find that kick, to find that something that gets you moving, that gets you going to be able to push yourself out of that rut. The really amazing thing about mental health journeys is that no one can actually fix it for you. No, uh, yeah. It, it is going to be all of your own work. Mm. What you can get, though, is a lot of assistance in being able to help yourself. And learning about that and learning about ways that, like what you just mentioned with negative thoughts, having a relationship with your negative thoughts and understanding them and having that positive relationship with negativity. And the other side of that, it's also being understanding that sometimes if you're sick, you've got a massive gash in your leg, whatever, it doesn't matter. You go to a doctor to fix it up. Yeah. So why shouldn't that be normalized with a chemical imbalance within your brain as well? Yep. Because that is a natural, natural occurrence yep. within humans. Yeah. You know, and it should be normalized. And yep. I think us having a discussion about this and hopefully people listening in mm -hmm. are encouraged to just have that same discussion. Yep. You know, 
checking in with people or even just if you're going through those bad times of being able to have the courage within yourself or at least the courage to speak up to your friends when you notice that someone's not doing too well. Yeah. They don't have the courage themselves to get them that little kickstart that we were mentioning. Maybe you can help them to say, hey, you seem a little bit down. What's going on? Yeah, Jack, if you don't mind me asking the question, and feel free to feel free to say no to this when we just edit it out. <laughs> but um, if you don't mind, now that the ball's rolling, unpacking a little bit further, you said you've been uh, GAD, you've been medicated. How did you yep. How did you start that process? When did you... Well, who did you, who did you see? Did you start a mental health plan and then a doctor yes. and then a like what, ha- yeah. what happened? So f- from my experience, um, I was going through a tough time in my life. Quite a lot of change happened within a very short period of time, hmm. and within myself, I really sort of broke down. I've always been, I think I've always known that I've been a little bit anxious and things like that, but it's not really something that I guess I knew enough about to diagnose myself, right? And there was a period of time where there was, I remember this very clearly, there was four days and four nights after feeling a little bit shitty for a few weeks and it getting progressively worse. And then four days and four nights where I didn't sleep and didn't eat for those four days. Hmm. And I remember coming out of that thinking, this is where something needs to be fixed. I'm not feeling good. Hmm. That's not healthy. I can't do that to myself. And I was having, um, at the time, I was having a lot of conversations with Jared Peskett about it, one of our good friends, hmm. who's very open about his mental health journey as well. But yeah, I think with my journey, once I did realize that, I and realized I probably should have reached out to someone sooner. Hmm. But then I reached out to psychologists. I reached out to a couple of docs. I started off by going to a GP. As you do, so in Australia, you can get on a mental health plan mm-hmm. where you get uh, f- essentially five free sessions yep. uh, to see a psychologist, and then you can refresh that. Um, if the psychologist determines that you still need more help, they can actually you can go back to your GP, refresh, go on, but not guaranteed. But regardless, I did it for once every fortnight or once once a week. I was going in for the first bit, so you know the first month and a bit, I ran out that mental health plan, and then. I started to see the turn, uh, the tables turning a little bit, but I honestly wasn't feeling great. So it was at that point when this was probably about a three month period where this mm-hmm. continued. And it was a point where it was really starting to affect my work life, my social life and everything in between. So I took a, I went back to uh, the psychologist and spoke to my GP cohesively and they both just sort of stated look, medication is probably the best option at this point. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be for life. At the moment, I am still medicated because that is where I'm at Yep. with the amount of change that I've had in my life in the last, Mm -hmm. you know, six to 12 months. It's probably pretty reasonable that I am. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've been on medication in that. What my medication does is it it doesn't fix me overnight. Yep. This is one of the very common misconceptions with a lot of um, whether you call them antidepressants, whether mm-hmm. you call them, you know, all those different uh, sort of drugs, that, antipsychotics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of misconception behind those. What they mm-hmm. actually do is imagine a river, and this river is your natural thought process, and it runs straight. And on that straight river, at one point, you've carved a little left turn there somewhere, mm-hmm. and as the water runs through that left turn. Or that little carve out, mm-hmm. because water's running through it a little bit, starts to get wider and wider and wider. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that that little river that is getting wider and wider and wider as being 
the river flowing into negative thoughts, yep. flowing into anxiety, flowing into whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to become more and more normal within your brain because yep. that gap in the river is getting wider and wider and wider and you're not getting as much water through to the normal thought process, the happiness, the yep. playful, the, the you that you are, yep. whoever you might be, it doesn't matter, but you. And everyone knows this within themselves. They're like, that's me. Mm-hmm. Now, what the medication actually does is it starts to build a few building blocks on that gap yep. in the river. You know, it starts putting a little bit of sand in there and thinning that out so that you can naturally yourself push your brain and fully f- close that gap up yep. on your own. It gives you that kickstart. And, and that's how it helped me. It took me probably six weeks before I actually really felt better. Mm-hmm. And in that time, obviously I was on the medication, it was also a hell of a lot of work on myself. Yeah. Well, if you if you if you allow me to blow a bit of smoke and right now, Jack, this is what I want to do. Firstly, I want to say I think you're an amazing bloke, right? I think you're an amazing bloke, and I would go I as far to say, even on this journey, I'd say you're a success story, just from your engagement with it and the person you are. I'm not saying because you've done this or because I'm talking about the person that you are. I, I'd say you've engaged in this process yeah. and you're a success story. And I know there's some people out there, and I, I can think of a few, but I want to open open it up to them. I'd like to get a few people on just for small little cameos of success stories. I want to know people that have gone through the process, actively engaged in the process and come out the other side. I'm talking people yep. that you wouldn't think of because I wouldn't think of you and be like, that guy's a man that's engaged with the mental health process. I'd like to have open up our viewers yep. and be like, what have you done? What have you done? And we're not going to be able to get around to everyone and I'd love it, I'd love it if we could. But notably, people in the some people in the public eye, I, I can think of – my engagement with athletes. I know athletes have a, a big time. One, because mm. um, they are creating so much dopamine, there's so much competitiveness around it, so much adrenaline around competitive sports. People have struggled struggle to adjust back into the real life after their sport. I want to speak to those guys. I want to speak to mm. you know, fathers, bankers. I want to speak to people that have had their story and come in. And I don't want to know how deep they went or how successful they are now. But I just want to normalize this ability for people that have genuinely gone through the process that you've engaged in and are just happy with them, yep. now, happy with where they're at now. I want, I want to know that. I want to, I want to normalize yep. those people Absolutely. and appreciate them for what they are and you know, have that courage to stand up and say, look, this is where I was. This is where I am now. I'm a part of this group. I'm a part of, I know, I'm, a, I'm a part of the SAC people that you know, are normalizing this conversation. So I want to open that up to it and we can probably throw that down some stories in, yeah. the, in, a, in an episode to come. Absolutely. And I think it's um, it's actually really positive hearing about, you know, the idea of safety in numbers, right? Mm-hmm. It's often finding comfort if you are struggling that other people have struggled too. Yep. And knowing that that is a normal thing is very comforting because often with mental health issues, it can be very lonesome, mm-hmm. very isolating within yourself. Yeah. And people do do it to themselves in this time period. And that's just naturally what occurs. It, it, it's a sad truth, but people do become very isolated within themselves and stop reaching out. Mm-hmm. But by giving people the understanding that this is a normal thing, yeah, you lose that level of isolation because you know that other people have gone through it. And even better, you know that some people have made it through it on the other side yeah, exactly. and are doing absolutely fine. And if not better from it, mm-hmm. I want that silver lining. Give it to me. <laughs> that's it that's it that is the silver lining to all of this yeah now look i think um when people tune into this episode as we are supporting movember we are going to be starting a little movember uh, uh let's, let's do it 
Good call. A team. Yeah, let's keep our group thing. I love let's that. Let's do it. Let's I, let's kick off a team. I, yeah, anyone that hasn't had to go engage with the Movember app before, it's a phenomenal app. Uh, very comprehensive, very cool. Gives you like yeah. the Mo Tracker. My favorite thing is the Mo Tracker. So you take a photo every day and it plays it like a video <laughs> yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. So you can you can you can join my struggle, yeah. my my follicular struggle. You know, follicular philanthropists. <laughs> um, I do love that. I remember last year one of the successful <laughs> things that we did that got a bit of run, uh, money around it was um, we had a stash dash which is we do it on the last weekend of November. Everyone's kind yeah. of sporting their, their best and heinous mode. We went down to Stewart Park. It was it just kind of evolved into a, a barbecue. And it was yep. just, we, we're doing a 5K because yep. you can do, there's a, a a part of the app where you can, for those that can't grow a mow, they can do the running component, dedicate a certain amount of Ks yep. to the to the app and run on that. So we all saved yep. um, our last 5Ks for the Stash Dash. And we uh we went went down to Stewart Park in Wollongong for anyone's role. We put some snags depending on how many people want to be there, and we actually I think doubled our money that that, that day on that that last stash day. Just seeing a unreal, just seeing a bunch of dudes in. I think we all wore white shirts with sharpies, and your mate got to write something on your shirt, and like <laughs> everyone kind of was just stopping and asking what we're doing, and we just say yeah, just doing it for November. And it ended up just doubling our money on the last day for all to order the November campaign. It was brilliant, unreal. Well, you know what. On that note, what we are going to do, Sean, and I don't know what this event's going to look like yet, but it probably will be in Sydney more than likely. Yeah, okay. But I think towards the end of November, we do an event to close off Movember. Love it. Everyone rocking their dirtiest mo. And I don't know what this is going to look like yet, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be dress up. We're going to be dressed up silly. Actually, I really like the idea of the Sharpie. Yeah. Why don't we say everyone gets a Sharpie and you have to write a positive note yeah. about the person. On Everyone wears a white shirt. Bring a big... big and you've got to write with a Sharpie a positive personal note yep. on your mate's shirt. Love it. Or you don't even have to know them. Yep. That's the best part. Become mate. You can literally just make write... Friends. Something along the lines of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, make friends. Make friends. Well, that's, what, that's what we're going to do with this event. We're going to we bring come, it together. We come for the stashes. We stay for the friendship. <laughs> so for anyone that wants to get involved on this one uh, follow us on our socials at in the sack underscore podcast that's the instagram that's the tiktok wherever you get your things we will have a website coming at one point when i decide that i learn how to use the interwebs when, when you have a spare second yeah, when I actually, you know, allow myself to breathe for two minutes. Hold on, man. We, 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 but we've, we've seen how well you do at booking flights. Maybe we just outsource the website. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some admin help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, for anyone that wants to get involved, uh, jump on in on the line and we'll 100% be running this throughout November. You'll be able to see mine and Sean's disgustingly gorgeous and beautifully delicious groomed, maybe oiled, not certain yet. Haven't gotten that far. Need to discuss this with Courtney, given her affliction to moustaches. But there is going to be some delicious trimmings right above my upper lip. A ripper upper lipper. My ripper upper lipper Mm -hmm. is going to be powerful through November. Depending on that phrase to Dave Wooden, I believe he came up with ripper upper lipper as far as I'm aware. Fair enough. I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Been some time. I worked with him in a cafe years yeah, ago. Anyway, Sean, once again, my friend, and as always, you have been great in the sack, my friend. Jack, you've been great in the sack. God, it's good to be here. Let's never leave. <laughs> never. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. 
Thanks everyone for tuning on in and catch us next week, 6 a.m. Wednesdays. See you soon. Peace.